Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, and this is the second week in Advent. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us. By a son. A reading from Second Samuel chapter fourteen. Now Joab, son of Zeruiah, perceived that the king's mind was on Absalom. Joab sent to Tekoa and brought from there a wise woman. He said to her, "Pretend to be a mourner. Put on mourning garments. Do not anoint yourself with oil, but behave like a woman who has been mourning many days for the dead. Go to the king and speak to him as follows." And Joab put the words into her mouth. When the woman of Tekoa came to the king, she fell on her face to the ground and did obeisance and said, Help, O king. The king asked her, What is your trouble? She answered, Alas, I am a widow. My husband is dead. Your servant had two sons. They fought with one another in the field. There was no one to part them, and one struck the other and killed him. Now the whole family has risen against your servant, they say, Give up the man who struck his brother, so that we may kill him for the life of his brother, whom he murdered, even if we destroy the heir as well. Thus they would quench my one remaining ember, and leave to my husband neither name nor remnant on the face of the earth. Then the king said to the woman, Go to your house, and I will give orders concerning you. The woman of Tekoa said to the king, On me be the guilt, my lord and king, and on my father's house. Let the king and his throne be guiltless. The king said, If anyone says anything to you, bring him to me, and he shall never touch you again. Then she said, Please, may the king keep the Lord your God in mind, so that the avenger of blood may kill no more, and my son not be destroyed. He said, As the Lord lives, not one hair of your son shall fall to the ground. Then the woman said, Please let your servant speak a word to my lord the king. He said, Speak. The woman said, Why then have you planned such a thing against the people of God? 
for in giving this decision the king convicts himself, inasmuch as the king does not bring his banished one home again. We must all die. We are like water spilled out on the ground, which cannot be gathered up. But God will not take away a life. He will devise plans so as not to keep an outcast banished forever from his presence. Now I have come to say this to my lord the king, because the people have made me afraid. Your servant thought I will speak to the king. It may be that the king will perform the request of his servant. For the king will hear and deliver his servant from the hand of the man who would cut both me and my son off from the heritage of God. Your servant thought the word of my lord the king will be will set me at rest, for the lord my king is like an angel of God discerning good and evil. The lord your God be with you. Then the king answered the woman, Do not withhold from me anything I ask you. The woman said, Let my lord the king speak. And the king said, Is the hand of Joab with you in all of this? The woman answered and said, As surely as you live, my lord and king, one cannot turn right or left from anything that my lord the king has said. For it was your servant Joab who commanded me. It was he who put all these words into the mouth of your servant in order to change the course of affairs your servant Joab did this. But my Lord has wisdom like the wisdom of the angel of God to know all the things that are on the earth. Then the king said to Joab, Very well, I grant this. Go, bring back the young man Absalom. Joab prostrated himself with his face to the ground and did obeisance and blessed the king. And Joab said, Today your servant knows that I have found favor in your sight, my lord the king, in that the king has granted the request of his servant. So Joab set off, went to Geshur, and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. The king said, Let him go to his own house. He is not to come into my presence. So Absalom went to his own house and did not come into the king's presence. Now in all Israel there was no one to be praised so much for his beauty as Absalom. From the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. When he cut his hair, uh, the hair on his head, for at the end of every year he used to cut it, when it was heavy on him, he cut it. He weighed his hair on his head, 200 shekels by the king's weight. There were born to Absalom three sons and one daughter whose name was Tamar. She was a beautiful woman. So Absalom lived two full years in Jerusalem without coming into the king's presence. Then Absalom sent for Joab and to send him to the king, but Joab would not come to him. He sent a second time, but Joab would not come. Then he said to his servants, Look, Joab's field is next to mine, and he has his barley there. Go and set it on fire. So Absalom's servants set the field on fire. Then Joab rose and went to Absalom at his house and said, Why have your servants set my field on fire? Absalom answered Joab, Look, I sent word to you, come here that I may send you to the king with the question, Why have I come from Geshur? It would be better for me to still be there. Now let me go into the king's presence. If there is guilt in me, let him kill me. Then Joab went to the king and told him, and he summoned Absalom. So he came to the king and prostrated himself with his face to the ground before the king, and he and the king kissed Absalom. The word of the Lord. Joab devises a plan to welcome Absalom back into the royal city, at least a plan to relieve David's aching heart. His scheme opens up some form of reconciliation between the two. 
Joab's plan reminds us that had David acted justly toward Tamar in the first place, Absalom would not have been forced to take matters into his own hands, and now David is forced to extend forgiveness to his son in the way that he himself has received forgiveness. In the middle of this scheme, though, the woman of Tekoa says something that is truly remarkable. She says, we must all die. We are like water spilled out on the ground, which cannot be gathered up. But God will not take away a life. He will devise plans so as not to keep an outcast banished forever from his presence. This has echoes of David's great prayer in Psalm 51, where he implores the Lord to not cast him from God's presence, but to restore a right spirit within him. Our God is a God who forgives and restores, who heals and makes whole, who brings to life out of death, who welcomes back in the outcast. In Jesus Christ, God has devised a plan to welcome us all back into his presence. He has taken our way our sin and welcomed us back, and welcomed us back into the presence of the Christ. Had David's overtures of forgiveness reflected God's own, had David immediately opened his arms to welcome Absalom as the father welcomes a prodigal son in Jesus' great parable, perhaps their relationship could have been restored and the suffering and upheaval that is soon to come upon David and the kingdom might have been avoided. Had David executed justice for Tamar, had David reconciled with Absalom earlier and welcomed him into his presence, things might have turned out differently. But in Christ, we find that both God's justice and God's mercy meet in God's righteousness and faithfulness and steadfast love to us. So thanks be to God, for in his love and mercy he has devised a way that welcomes us and welcomes us warmly back into the presence to make us outcasts no longer, but heirs once again through Christ our Lord. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, for you to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith within your church and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful
Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially today, we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. Pray for this congregation, for St. Paul's Lutheran Church. Pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for all who are working to bring about peace and to restore international harmony. We pray for people in countries that are ravaged by strife or warfare. We pray for all who are sick and those who are grieving, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or for what else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.